It's July 4th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Going to talk about SmackDown Live for July 3rd, 2018. And uh, yeah, it's America's birthday. Justin, how's your holiday so far? I woke up and I'm a real American, Glenn. I feel great. And Fantastic. it's a lot of What's that? And it's a Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, interesting WWE uh, reusing the John Cena 4th of July thing from last year. Uh, on Raw this week, not on SmackDown. Well, actually, I didn't see the commercials on SmackDown last night because I watched it on delay. Uh, but yeah, you know, they were like, ah, last year's was good. People liked it. We can use that for five more years. Absolutely. Well, I, the same way we're seeing John Cena, all the clips of John Cena in that Lakers jersey from that Monday Night Raw episode and how he's going to join the Lakers now, too. <laughs> oh, man. If only I watched basketball. Uh, SmackDown last night, man, what a delightful show compared to, uh, you know, getting through raw each week what did you think uh, last night's episode yeah i mean it's probably you know we're probably gonna say some of the same uh, summarized quotes as we, as we did last week but yeah i mean raw's i mean that was that was a it, it, raw was tough for me to get through i mean i i and i enjoy brawn i mean I, I did pop at the ending but a lot of raw was 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 dragging but in terms of smackdown again the same kind of criteria that i um i think i noted last week and you know, i kind of try to judge a show based upon um you know is each segment furthering you know, further in the character, further in the story, you know, and that, and for the most part, yeah, you know, I, 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 I love the stuff with Ellsworth and Asuka. Um, obviously team hell no, you can't go wrong there. Um, you know, I mean, we'll cover it all, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things. It's like, yeah, you know, it was good. It, you know, it's, it's, it, you're building up to a pay-per-view that, you know, is pretty much kind of a bridge the gap kind of pay-per-view quite honestly, when it's right here before SummerSlam. Uh, but I thought, I thought SmackDown's doing as well as like, as, as they, as they can with what they have. Well, there's kind of a formula, I feel like, you know, uh, if I'm to look at the things that work on Raw or SmackDown each week, and SmackDown hits more of it. So last night we opened with Team Hell No. Uh, You get Daniel Bryan and Kane in the ring together. And one thing that I really like what they do, and again, maybe it feels like SmackDown, either their creative team cares about this more or they prioritize it more, but continuity in terms of saying, okay, we have this rich history here. So with Team Hell No, I mean, they really built throughout the episode with their story. I mean, acknowledging something that's a five-year-old storyline at this point. And look at how on Raw and with Roman and The Shield, you know, and even things that happened a year ago, two years ago on Raw, they don't bring up. But on SmackDown last night, we had a couple things where they they reached into the back, uh, you know, Uso is even referencing Daniel Bryan as Sweet Beats, which was a Talking Smack reference. I feel like SmackDown is written more by wrestling nerds for wrestling nerds. <laughs> well, I think there might be some of that case. I think also there's um, maybe fewer cooks in the kitchen, and per se, in terms of uh, you know producing the product of this SmackDown or Raw, there's a lot more hands in the pot. There's a lot more come up with something here, but then all of a sudden might get changed in this stage, and there's just more room for for things to get changed up, which can cause problems. Um, and, you know, and of course, WWE they're, they're going to reference history when it when it fits their narrative. Uh, obviously, how do you not, you know, how do you not, um, uh, you know, rehash Team Hell No's history? I mean, that you know, Team Hell No was the last thing Daniel Bryan did before the the Yes movement really went to full place. So you know, it's it's all a matter of what what fits their narrative, what does, what doesn't. You know, I mean, we've had uh, Bobby Lashley back now for a couple months, and there's you know, whether it's politically or whatever, they, they, there's been really no mention of anything that he he once had a WWE run, other than he went away, did some MMA, and now he's back. Yeah, yeah, not as deep, not as fun. Um, what do you think about how they're playing Kane now? I feel like they're, they're taking more and more elements of corporate Kane as time goes on to sort of soften the character. Yeah, he's definitely softened. Um, and, you know, and that, I mean, that's just probably the evolution. I mean, a, a softer, softer Kane fits when you're you know, in this comedic pairing with Daniel Bryan. Uh, softer Kane fits. It's just the, the character's just evolved and gotten older. It fits because, you know, 
Glenn Jacobs has been more um, promoted in some ways or another by WB and WB superstars because of his, his political run right now. So, yeah, it's fine. I, I tell you what, though, with the it's talking get, going back to storyline here, I, yeah. I can't. I thought about it last week when, when they when Team Hell No re, reunited, and I still feel it every time that he and Brian are together. I'm like, I just feel like he's going to turn on Brian. I don't yeah. know why, and I don't know where that goes or what the grand point of it is, but I, I just I, I have this feeling like it's just going to happen. It's going to be the end game. I mean, it has to be the end game, and have probably you know as we get closer to the election, I think Kane. I would be surprised if he's sticking around past Extreme Rules. I mean, prime campaigning season interferes with SummerSlam even. Yeah, I, I mean, but then again. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe he's on the campaign trail for six days and at TV one. I don't know. You know, it's we, that's true. When, 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 this way, when it comes to politics and WWE merging, nothing is a surprise anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, the McMahon family, you know, and every employee they can, you know, wrote the maximum contribution limit possible to that mayoral race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, I think if Linda can spend over a hundred million for two true. failed Senate runs, let's just try to do something to get. Yeah, they, they can, yeah they can get one guy. Um, yeah, man. So that was interesting last night. I mean, them really building up their reunion, interrupted by the Usos. Uh, man, it's such a shame with how it turned out. Because didn't you feel like this was a slam dunk to get the Usos in that championship match with Team Hell No and the Bludgeon Brothers at Extreme Rules? Well, it could have been, but again, I guess what's the point here? The focus is Team yeah. Hell Knows. Re- the, the focus is Team Hell Knows back, and you have this dominant force of the tag champions. You know, I you know really once uh, once we fast forward to the end and and, and Team Hell No wins. You know, it, it was just it was small. You know, let's give SmackDown creative credit. It was nice of them to dangle it out there to give me a reason to want to watch this main event. Never mind, it's the first match of Team Hell No being back on TV, but also like. Okay, why why are they fighting the Usos? So at least there was like a reason of like there's a stipulation to it, even if that stipulation didn't didn't come to fruition. Love that Usos promo at the beginning. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they're 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 they've become put them there with the Miz with New Day. They they've become just super reliable if you hand them a mic. Yeah, I mean they're probably the closest thing um, now. I think to to that Enzo style of promo of someone that could go out there kind of hit the same beats each time but keep it feeling fresh i mean i'm trying to think who else is even that good of a talker right now i mean i think the usos might have the have the crown right now for best talkers on either roster well it's all a matter of what context you need them in the miz is great in the context you need them in great um the miz is great you know new day you know is goofy but they get the point across they get it over still uh after all this time of being together um here's another one and we'll get to him in his in, in a much shorter smaller ridiculous context james ellsworth have you noticed the amount of promos they've given james you know even back in his first run for a guy who who for was at first just gonna be an extra and a bit player for you know a couple weeks and then it went into months and then it became they gave him a you know a contract now he's back again they've given him a lot of live promos and and, because he does it pretty well yeah have you heard anything about i mean i listened to his podcast where he talked about coming back said there was no expiration date on it but at the time it wasn't pitched as like a full-time return but man this is feeling you know he, he came back higher profile than he than mm. he left that's for sure I, I haven't i don't know for sure and i haven't talked to him i've talked to other people that uh, that they kind of think that that i mean yeah wb could be doing kind of a pay as we pay as we go kind of thing like a temp mm. but i, I but i i would i would imagine they probably put him under like in another one or two year deal and then they can always get out of it early if they want that's what they did in the last one yeah but they're even taking i mean granted his last match on tv before he left was with becky lynch and then he took the intergender mm-hmm. uh wrestling as his gimmick on the indies and was doing that but to come back and have him doing that with oscar last night i mean yeah it's uh 
I mean, it's actually his story is is one of the most remarkable in you know the past decade in the WWE. It is, and it, it has a kind of a, a unique, but albeit appropriate. Um, his story is pretty appropriate and unique, though, for this time. It kind of it kind of represents you know this time where WWE is doing more acknowledgement of outside stuff and bringing more people in and people keeping their same names they work with in other places. Um, you know, he, he's obviously not like, he wasn't some like, you know, world renowned indie star when they brought him in. So that's where the uniqueness comes in, but it's also very appropriate that, they, that they're using this guy that they, that, you know, it, 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 it kind of shows WB is just open more so than ever in this modern era that they have of, uh, you know, of, of post-territory days. They're acknowledging that there's life outside of rest, life outside of them. And, and, you know, we're seeing people come and go. We're seeing two-way streets, you know, we're seeing more guys in rest, you know. Tommy Dreamer and Bubba Ray Dudley show up in every wrestling promotion. It seems like within a, in a certain time frame, and 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 you know they'll pop back up on WWE for special projects, even if it's just a podcast. So, yeah, the James Ellsworth story well on time right now with where WWE's at uh, as a whole uh, as their global growth continues. WWE Studios, the James Ellsworth story. Get him to play himself. I'd watch it. Oh, absolutely, man. I know you would if you watched Whoa. everything else. I know you would. Yeah. Well, hey, that network really at a certain point, you know. If they put it on there, it's it's usually worth checking out. Um, yeah, and the network, I mean, I miss when they took bigger swings on the network. Stuff like Swerve. Stuff where it's like, who in the hell thought this was a good idea? Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I I agree, but then at the same point, like, I don't know. I mean, didn't, didn't, didn't the lawsuit come out of Swerve with Titus? Yeah. And came, man, I mean, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> whatever, you know. Oh, that show. Um, anyhow, so yeah, last night, uh, speaking of The Miz, you know what it is, and to clarify my statement earlier, the Usos, I think, are the best s- succinct talkers, the ones that go out there and literally, you know, spit bars, uh, get it done in 8 to 16 lines, whereas The Miz, I feel, it's more solilo- soliloquies and uh, feature spots. Um, last night, he answered Jeff Hardy's U.S. Open Challenge. I'm even going to put that on my formula. What, what, what makes a good episode of, of TV? One, continuity referencing the past two i love the open challenge concept because it normally guarantees us a match that we aren't expecting yeah i agree yeah the open challenge the, you know, back to when seen did it it's never it, it never flops yeah because it's always always it's a slight element of surprise and yeah you get a, you usually get a fresh it's usually a fresh matchup it's never you know and and <laughs> in other segments where we could have bobby lashley and roman reigns versus the revival for three weeks in a row this you know usually when you have the open segment uh, the open challenge uh, format uh, that segment you know is going to be fresh of a, of a, of a matchup Absolutely. So, what did you think of the match between uh, Jeff in his red, white, and blue face paint, face paint last night, and the Miz? Uh, it was what I expected. Good. Um, can co- cover a couple segments. You know, Jeff still some of the big spots. Uh, you know, the running into the barricade and stuff like that. I mean, he, you know, um, at forty years old or forty-one years old now. I mean, it's just it's 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 pretty cool to see that he can still do that stuff, and he still does a swanton as, as as pretty as ever. You know, it makes you, you know, it does make me wonder though. He he's he's. He gets plagued with injuries pretty regularly, so I, every time I watch it, I appreciate it. But I'm like, oh, like I don't, bl- I, I don't blame his body for shutting down every so many months. Yeah, seriously, uh, he did win with uh, after the twist of fate. Did the Swanton Bomb for the win? Jeff Hardy retaining. Um, I thought it was good. I feel like with the Miz, though, uh, good, good is is just that, and uh, he's very solid and very consistent. But man, I want that Daniel Bryan feud. I want the Miz to really do something great as far as promos and matches again. Yeah, and it keep, makes you wonder, you know, with, again, going back to Daniel Bryan, you know, we have Team Hell No in the immediate, but, you know, uh, do, when, when do we get Miz and Bryan? Do they go ahead and just do it at SummerSlam to guarantee we get it 
if and when Brian leaves uh, a few weeks later for if, it's, if he doesn't resign a contract, do they can they can they tell the story until Mania? I saw Dan O'Brien do an interview where he even <laughs> called WWE <laughs> out basically and said, hey, what, "Do you think WWE can actually tell this story till then?" Which I thought was pretty ballsy, but kind of you know what what, what are they going to do? You know he, he could be gone in two months anyway. So uh, yeah, I mean th- I think the Miz kind of feels like he's in a holding pattern until until we get some clarity on where he's going to go with Dan O'Brien. Yeah, and Corey Graves uh, keeping the rough, rough, rough uh, jokes going on commentary last night. Oh man, um, yeah, that's another thing. I think the little, the little more recent jokes, the inside jokes, also makes for a good show. Um, so we had oh, the New Day doing their first annual pancake eating contest with Byron Saxon hosts there. I, I figured something was coming right when they get started. The lights go out. Sanity breaks in and beats up the New Day. So it looks like we're going to have Sanity and New Day in a feud right now. Um, are you looking forward to this? How do you think this is a use of Sanity? Well, it makes sense being that there's three on Sanity and there's three in New Day. So that works sure. there. I mean, um, I mean, Sanity is going to have to get some. It probably makes sense because New Day has no problem losing. It doesn't hurt New Day for losing. They are, they're more than, more than established isn't even a word. They're beyond established. Um, yeah. and Sanity needs some wins. I mean, you know, they, they lost to, they lost to, to Jeff Hardy and the, was it Jeff Hardy and the Usos was last week. So, yeah. I mean, they, they need since showing up, they need some, they need to get some momentum behind them. So yeah, beating up the new day. Who's a very over baby faced, uh, group. Uh, it's probably the best call. And again, the three on three makes a lot of sense. Kind of want to see that pancake eating contest play out though. Yeah, I, I I did think they go for I did think they go for a little bit longer before there'd be an interruption. I, I was disappointed they didn't even uh they didn't even go thirty seconds and let them you know, I like Big E trying to like, you know, push uh, Xavier's plate away and, and you know, I thought that if you could they, those guys if you told them, Hey, you guys are gonna have to kill between thirty and sixty seconds until we send Sanity out there, they, those guys would have easily and, and, and enjoyably done that. Yeah, and I think uh pancakes did not play into the mix during the beatdown. You know, what what a missed opportunity there. Well at least the pancakes uh, were red, white, and blue. You know, you know how we'll know this goes bad though is if uh, next week Sanity shows up and then they start they somehow whoever faces the new day gets to then be Team Waffles and if they do that to Sanity, we'll know Sanity is doomed. God, don't give them ideas. Well, they do that with Gable and Benjamin. Uh. <laughs> Remember all those weeks? No, I hadn't remembered. I hadn't, but I'd forgotten about it until now. Thank you. Yeah, so, the, I mean, it, it can bite anyone, man. Oscar <laughs> um, versus James Ellsworth. Man, they really built this up. Ellsworth, that shirt. So, yeah, man, Ellsworth, I'll be surprised. I'll have to tune in to, to his podcast, see if there's any word or see if he keeps doing his podcast because when he's wearing that shirt last night, no one is ready for Ellsworth. They normally don't do shirts for a one-off joke. Yeah. Normally that's a prototype. Yeah, um, this was fun to me. I get, I get, I, I enjoy this. I enjoy the cat and mouse. Very, I mean, this is this would be very carnival, old school. You're not going to see a lot of. You're not going to see a lot of moves here. You're just going to see a lot of cat and mouse. You're going to see, you know, easy to get the crowd into it. Uh, and then when when Oscar did, did get her hands on Oscar or on Ellsworth, the slap that she gave him, and I mean, and the entire arena like went, whoa! You heard? I mean, it, it echoed and. Um, I thought it was great stuff, you know, and then the chasing them and, uh, you know, got Carmella involved. Uh, and now, you know, now they're going to take it to a lumberjack or lumberjill match next week. So I, I was all for this. This was very, I was looking, this was one of the things I was really looking forward to in this week. And, um, you know, I thought it delivered for, for what it was. And, you know, I know, I know some of the wrestling purists would be like, oh, you know, Oscar, you know, and believe me, and I, I'll be the first one to say WWE's booking of Oscar has been, you know, questionable since she left NXT and, and, and came to, to the main roster. But, you know, I know some people might be like kind of rolling their eyes the fact that she's doing, you know, this 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 carnival kind of goofy stuff, you know, in a match with James Ellsworth. But 
I, I think it's it's all in it's all in the name of entertainment. It's gonna it's it, it's it builds the match with he with her and the champion. So I'm all for it. You know. So do you think we get Oscar going over Carmella at Extreme Rules resetting for Charlotte Oscar round two at SummerSlam? I see. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see that title change happening in Extreme Rules. I, I, I could actually, you know, and I'll be there. So I'm, I'm certainly, I'll certainly love to see a title change. I'd love to see Oscar win it. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like I just don't. I, I just don't see them getting it off Carmella yet. I feel like they, they, they. I feel like they brought Ellsworth back. They've done things with Carmella. That they got. They have plans for Carmella, and I don't think dropping the title right now is right there in those plans. Well, who do you think Carmella goes to next? Do you think it's a, it's a rematch against Charlotte? I think Charlotte has to win that this time. Maybe, but who? I, I wouldn't put it past. There's, there's. Between Charlotte, Asuka, uh, especially if Asuka loses again because of some nonsense, because of Ellsworth or something else, you could easily have a fatal four-way with the women at SmackDown. Uh, you could you could have a Becky. I mean, God, Becky Lynch is nonstop making people tap out. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of several girls have cases to be the number one contender. So I could see a, a fatal four-way uh, with the depth that SmackDown has. No, Becky. Uh, people have been pointing out she's on a winning streak on SmackDown. What is it? Eleven wins in a row. She has the best record on SmackDown this year. Well, and they keep and I noticed last night, and I'm sure they've been saying it otherwise. They they made a point last night to emphasize another submission win. So I don't. So that's another thing. I'm not sure if that will come into play. Is that they're 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 making sure that these wins are by submission. I think if they're not, I mean. Legitimately, I think them doing a Becky win at SummerSlam would be hugely uh, just just a fantastic moment. I mean, play into the momentum, the goodwill that she has. I mean, why not? Except for the fact that for the last two years, they have not put her anywhere near the championship. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, history is what it is. Let's hope that, that they're going to change that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, See, so yeah, man, I love that promo uh, with Daniel Bryan and uh, oh, and double count out, by the way, Oscar and Ellsworth because of the chase. They both got counted out. Lumberjack back next week. So next week it's going to be uh, Ellsworth and Oscar again. Yeah, Ellsworth, Oscar again, and then it's going to have all the women uh, since 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 Oscar or since Ellsworth is such a ladies' man, as Paige says, she's going to make all of his dreams come true, and all the ladies are going to be out there to make sure that he can't run uh, anywhere. Which uh, so I'll, I'll look forward to that. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, love Kane Kane and Daniel Bryan. The second segment last uh, week when Daniel oh, was talking about yeah, yeah, everything he has to apologize for. Promo was great. Every, there were so many things from the disemboweled squirrel to <laughs> uh, you set your brother on fire. It, there was that the whole promo was was there wasn't a there wasn't a line that didn't go on unnoticed with that one, which is weird, right? I mean, we talk about what what did you think of the Bailey Sasha counseling this week on Monday Night Raw? Uh, I was happy I wasn't on this podcast after Raw to have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing, so when written well, the WWE does sitcom humor very well. But oftentimes it is not written well. Last night was an example with Kane and Daniel Bryan. Last night was an example of it done very well. Well, first of all, yeah, I did not. The, the Sasha Bailey thing I thought just didn't, didn't do anything for me. But at the same point, you know, yeah, they, they, WWE has done. I mean, look, the Dr. Shelby stuff with Bryan and Kane. I mean, it's what put all this and put everything in motion five years yeah. ago. So while it might have came off um, uncomfortably bad or something at first, it, it, it developed its own life of like Dr. Shelby became uh, a, a little bit of a mini cult hero at the moment for, for wrestling fans and, and people remember him. So, yeah, I mean, WWE hits, WWE, you know, has a, they're, they're like a, they're like a, they're like a massive home run batter in baseball. They either hit it out of the park or they just swing and whiff terribly. Yeah. <laughs> there's no in between. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no base hit. Uh, we got a promo Shinsuke last night. What, what did you think, man? He's out till Extreme Rules. 
looks like with that dog bite. Um, what did you think of his promo last night setting up his match for the U.S. title against Jeff Hardy at Extreme Rules? I, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I still, every, t- every time I look at him, I just, again, I just picture that, come on, to the dog. The whole story is just ridiculous to me. I mean, he's, he's, okay, he's okay, so I can joke about it. It's just the whole thing, the, him getting bit by a dog backstage. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so after that, we had AJ Styles versus Aiden English. Of course, AJ is facing Rusev for the WWE title at Extreme Rules. And uh, yeah, this was just a good little warm-up match last night in advance of that feud. Uh, how do you think Aiden fared getting a match against AJ? I thought he did fine. Nothing stood out as bad, if that's what I mean. I, I thought uh, he held yeah. his own. We don't see as much of him in the ring uh, as a singles guy. Uh um, so, but it makes sense to have him there with Russo to take some take some matches like this. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I, it goes my same thing with Rusev is what I've said over and over. I mean, the, the gimmick's over. He was getting a title shot, so that's good uh, in terms of his relationship with the office. I just I feel like there is I feel like there's a lack of continuity. We're talking about continuity today. I feel like there is a lack there of some some weeks they they have the okay to like let him be a babyface, and other weeks they 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 have to make sure that he acts like a heel. You know, he acted like a heel last night to. You know, build his heat and, and challenge uh, against AJ. But then there's other weeks where they let again they let him be they let him be a guy who's getting over with the fans and and admiring the fans. No, absolutely. Um, that yeah. So with that, AJ of course won with the calf crusher on Aiden English. Um, I think this feud is good. I, you know, do we think that Rusev has a chance in hell of winning at Extreme no. Rules? No, not at all. Uh, the best, the <laughs> best. It's it's unfortunate, but the, but you know, it's unfortunate that that. It's not unfortunate that AJ's gonna not gonna lose the title, but it's unfortunate that there's really no that I don't think there's much there's much gonna be element element of surprise. You can hope for a good match, but you feel like you know what the outcome's gonna be. I feel like the best thing you can hope for is a really good showing by Rusev, and it continues whatever confidence he has uh, people have in him backstage uh, in, in terms of decision makers, and it, and it keeps his momentum as a as a performer going. You know what it is with me and AJ, though? It was the start of the segment and the promo that he does. I feel like every time you get AJ in the ring alone doing that promo, I feel it's, just, it's the same thing every time. Yeah, but I mean, there's not much for him. There's not much else for him to say. He, he's he's yeah. He's been unmatched. He's, he's, he's got a lengthy title run. He's, uh, I mean, it's the house that AJ Styles, but I mean, there's not, there's not a whole lot. Right now, it's just he's the man and just keep lining challenges up. You know, there's not much else to... Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not the uh, complexities that is the Universal Championship over on. Uh, That's on true. Yeah, I guess uh, definitely being at least on TV every week counts for something. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Peyton Royce last night. Um, continuing Becky's streak, getting uh, Peyton to tap out with the disarmor submission, and uh, yeah, how do you think this ranked compared to the other recent Becky matches? Oh, that was good. I like. I, I was like. I like seeing uh, the Australian girls in the ring. Um, yeah, good match again. Uh, you know, another great show for Becky Lynch. I, I go back to. You know, I think there's there's a lot of depth in the uh, with the ladies right now in SmackDown. Uh, so you could, I could easily see this. You know, working itself into a, a multi woman match for for a big show like SummerSlam. Yeah, man, and uh, yeah, I think a uh, four way with Becky winning would uh, get a huge pop in Barclays. Oh, abs- oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it really, yeah. You figure if you put. You put Carmella and if you put, you put Carmella in a fatal four way against Oscar, Charlotte, and Becky, I mean that's a great situation because Oscar, Charlotte, and Becky are all going to get um, their cheers from 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 the New York crowd. Uh, Carmella, even though she's you know Staten Island, you know she she'll get great booze. I mean it'll it'll, it'll great heats. They'll, 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 it'll it'll be a great dynamic, and, and and all four of them, 
uh, I think working together could be a lot of fun. So yeah, and then and never mind the the James Ellsworth bu- buzzing around the ring. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, that would definitely be good. Uh, the main event last night: Team Hell No versus the Usos. Uh, stipulation that if the Usos won, they were going to get added to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match at Extreme Rules. Um, so yeah, this got plenty of time last night. What did you think of this as a showcase? I mean, this was really a showcase not only for Team Hell No, but the Usos got a lot of good spots in this. Yeah, both teams had a good good amount of shine. Uh, again, I, I, as I said earlier, I think it was I think it was a good call by by the powers to be to have a stipulation hanging on this match because. Again, while I personally was like, well, it doesn't make sense for this to be a, a triple threat tag match, it you know it very well could have been the fact that they were carrying that that story through the whole night that that's what the Usos are are going to try to um, accomplish here. So I thought that was a good to keep to keep everybody on on the on the edge of watching this match and, and having it mean something um, mean something more. Um, in the end, Team Hell No wins. Like I said, I think that makes the most sense. Just a straight up them versus the champions. A weird ending though. Very like. Even to even to the minute detail of okay, the Bludgeon Brothers. I mean, we needed to see the, the Bludgeon Brothers, so the good good by that that we saw them come out. And okay, if you want to have the stare down to go off the air, fine. At least keep the Bludgeon Brothers music playing as we as we go <laughs> off the air. Like they turn the music off, so then okay, now I'm like okay, well one team has to charge the other team at this point. We have to have like some kind of a throwdown, right? Or or, or now Paige has to come out and say I don't know, has to add a stipulation to this match. I don't know, but like the music stopped, and I'm like okay, there's got to be something else, and they just went off the air. I'm like well, what the. F production man someone thinking you know about the holiday and they were like oh crap we got to do 205 live after this i thought i was going home you know? <laughs> which 205 live had an awesome match i gotta say i that. heard i saw some clips uh, of that online but uh before we get to that because uh, i want to get your take on it so with smackdown last night this was exactly what it needed to be we often talk about holiday weeks sort of being throwaway weeks in the wwe but man i feel like Last week, there's been a lot of SmackDowns. This is an inconsequential time period in this build-up to Extreme Rules after Money in the Bank for relatively inconsequential shows. SmackDown's been doing great television. For sure. And I and again, I think part of it has to do with whether also, you know, never mind. You know, part of it is, like I said, maybe fewer cooks in the kitchen, you know, easier to find a, a narrative and stick with it. But also, again, two hours. It, it matters. Yeah. It truly does matter. Two hours, to do two hours each week, and have people that you can leave off the show um, and not see that to do two hours is, is, is the sweet spot. Um, I, I will, I, we all agree. It just, it, it, and that's going to, that's going to forever be a downside to raw unless raw is on one of the rock and roll shows of like, unless it's on one of the shows right after SummerSlam or right after rumble or right after mania, or if it's in the, or if it's in the middle of that mania build where you can get literally anybody from Austin to rock or anybody to show up. Otherwise week in, week out three hours. is just such a task for them to be able to do. Are you watching uh, Glow on Netflix currently? I'm not yet. I, I've loved the first season. It's on my uh, it's on my to do uh, on this holiday week to, uh, to 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 binge watch as much as I can. We sat down the other night, the wife and I, and we said we are not going to watch all of Glow in one sitting again this year. And then five hours later, we just <laughs> watched all of Glow in one sitting again. So it was good. Uh, it was fantastic. And one thing that I loved about it, there were a couple interesting parallels with the uh, WWE stuff. But one thing I love about it, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, there's like an offhand remark in episode one or two where they're like, God, we're doing five matches each week and it's kind of boring. We're going to start auditioning the matches. We're going to do three matches and then segments because we have to, you know, f- uh, change up the story more. And some of the girls are like, well, yeah, but we're not going to be on TV every week. And it was like, this idea was like, yeah, 
this is what works. This is what we've seen work with NXT. It's what we've seen work with SmackDown. Fewer matches, more storytelling. Not seeing everyone on TV TV each week is not a bad thing. It was just interesting to to have them within the you know show within a show come to that same conclusion. Yeah. Uh, you know, in fictional 1985 that the WWE only partially realizes now. <laughs> um that and uh shout out to uh there is an episode in there that i will just say give southpaw regional wrestling a run for its money <laughs> oh really ba bad cheesy gimmicks i mean i Produc guess it, production it, and it's everything. Not, no there is a sh there was one episode of season two and even if you haven't watched glow if you have netflix um i'll just tell people right now it's episode eight of the season if you watch this it is a half an hour fully presented as the broadcast version of an episode of glow Oh, I got you. Okay, cool. That's yeah, cool. so if you like South Park Regional Wrestling, even if you haven't watched Glow on Netflix, you can watch that episode and still get a lot out of seeing this 1985 women's wrestling show. Well, it sounds like, uh, you know, because I haven't really heard a negative about uh, season two yet. I mean, I've had some people say, ah, I like one a little bit better, but I haven't had anybody say, like, like two is a complete flop or they, it was a waste. So I, I, this will be great to see if this becomes, if, this is, if, it, if it truly is around to stay, uh, if they can... I mean, because you figure the the what it's based on you know obviously only had a show had a you know was only around for however x amount of time it was so it was five years right so i'll be curious like there's, there's nothing that says that they can't just you know there's nothing that says that this can't go longer and just can't you know they can't you know they can break away from history a little bit and just kind of start to make their own new uh new stories it doesn't have to you know line it doesn't have to be necessarily a documentary so to speak it's not, it's oh, not yeah. a documentary now so i'll be interested to see if this sticks around uh, if it can hold, if it can hold people's attention for more seasons, and uh, that's the thing. Well, remember season one. Season one was just about them shooting the pilot, which is about them shooting the first episode. So season right. two is them shooting season one of the fictional show. So they still have a lot of wrong way to go. Uh, Karma, mm -hmm. in this, um, her one episode, man. Like uh, I, I seriously think next year she's going to get nominated for best supporting actress. Uh, she has. Uh, awesome awesome uh episode in this the whole thing was great it was, it was fantastic and when i was telling raj monday man what a letdown to go from sunday night watching 10 episodes of glow to then watching monday night raw and being like oh great this is now back to real wrestling you know <laughs> it's not what vince wants to hear yeah um, um, yeah no i'm looking forward to watching that. that's all it's on my to-do list uh, this week that and i gotta i have to catch up on the most recent episode of uh, shades of blue yeah yeah, man, no, we got to decide what to watch today. Uh, I think uh, in the running, I haven't seen the show Trial and Error yet with John Lithgow. That's one that's been recommended a lot. So I think that might be our 4th of July binge watch. Um, but we, we blew through Luke Cage uh, last weekend, uh, season two of that, which was good. You spend way more time with your wife than I do mine. Well, we have similar interests. She likes wrestling. <laughs> she likes good. all the same stuff that I like and some stuff that that's I don't. Good. But, you know. No, good, it's not. Yeah. I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying <laughs> you guys spend a lot more time watching uh, TV together. We, we 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 like build to like getting to watch like one Shades of Blue, or you know we we're we're being uh, 18 years later. We're catching up on the on um, the West Wing, so we're in season four of the West That's Wing. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, we watch a lot of old random stuff. I think I've talked about it um, on this podcast before, but I'm a big fan. There are sites online where people trade, you know, they call them VHS rips or time shifts, mm -hmm. where someone, you know, back in the day would put in a tape and tape eight, you know, six hours of MTV overnight 
with the commercials and everything, or they tape like all prime time. And so people find these tapes now and upload them online. So um, like MTV, uh, the brawl that ended all the water settled score. Like I've got those with commercials intact. So sometimes we'll just put that online uh, or on TV and watch, you know, the wrestling, the commercials. It's a great flashback. So you can see what, what 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 popular cars are being promoted oh, at that yeah. time and what beer and what the Yeah, beer like their are. commercials, uh, if it's taped, uh, depending on the area, like local water parks, local theme parks, I mean, just stuff, you know, stores at the mall in different parts of the country. Uh, it's a real interesting time warp. And with wrestling, what's awesome is that, I mean, come on, before the network, how many fans out there? I still see to this day on eBay or people on Facebook saying, oh, I'm finally getting rid of all my tapes of Nitro and Monday Night Raw from the 90s. Yeah because you would have the two VCRs going, you know, and you get that with commercials intact. That's, man, I wish the network had that. How great would it be to go back and be able to see, you know, all those random cable spots that ran back during the day? Well, and especially because the the race to commercials and the race to breaks and how the ratings are predicated, that was a big, you know, that's it has been well documented. That was a big thing that WCW was very, you know, uh, keen on keeping their eye on is if if, yeah, if you if you can if you can sync the show if you can sync the time up and say okay Nitro started two minutes earlier because they got on at, <laughs> at, at, at seven fifty eight or whatever it was and to watch them and to see like how they're racing the breaks and who went who would go to break wins so that way they could grab your attention I mean I yeah if I sometimes I did the the, the VCR message other times our TV I remember that at the, in that time period we had the picture in picture so I, yeah. I could actually do the picture in pictures so I could put. WCW or whichever one I wanted in, in the small, and I could keep track of where they were, and that was always fun to, you know. Now looking back and seeing how now that, you know, now that it's all set and done and the war's over and wrestling's changed, it's fun to look back now and think about how that, uh, you know, how that influenced all the way up till today. Not to go off on a tangent, but what the hell happened to picture in picture? And it's not that I want it necessarily for TV. What I really want it for is video games. I want the <laughs> ability to watch TV or a movie with sound while I'm playing a game that doesn't require my full attention. Uh, probably DVR. Probably the fact that you have DVR and you can fast forward and rewind everything now. It's, if they just figure, you know, there's no need to have a picture in picture. You can just yeah move, move over right on to each, each each thing. It was everywhere during the '90s, but mm-hmm. you know, like went out with acid wash jeans. Uh, Two or five live last night. Okay, so what was this match uh, that I saw clips f- from? Um, the big one. So it was it was uh, uh, Buddy Murphy and uh, Mustafa Ali, and they you know, yes. they've been they've been building this feud and everything. So this was kind of like the, the the blow off, the payoff, and it was. And I, I did the same thing. I didn't watch two hundred five um, in its entirety at first, and I kept seeing clips too. And I was like, all right, I was like, I'm seeing clips. I'm like, you know, f- for something off a of two hundred five live to get this, I was like, it, you know, let me so let, let me start the match and see how long it holds my attention. And so I went, pulled it up, started it, and and it it. Yeah, I mean, it, it anchors the whole show. It anchors like a half hour of the show. It's um, wow. I mean, but the but there, it, it was it was the the perfect the way I'll describe it. It's a perfect mix. It was obviously there's a story behind it. It wasn't a random pairing. These two guys have some history they've been building too, so there's continuity there. There was you know it had the WWE pacing in terms of like you know there was a lot of good time to like look at replays or check it. They're showing you the facial expressions. They're telling the story. The story of uh, you know Murphy's uh, aggression and, and and Mustafa Ali's resilience—he just would not stay down, no matter how much got thrown at him. But then it also had the the crazy spot fest. Some, I mean, they, I think it's, I mean, some of the some of the spots they did, particularly the, the probably the biggest one, you know, if you have, if you've seen the clip, is them out on the barricade and the the Spanish fly onto the announce table and the announce table doesn't break. Between that and the stuff they did with the steel steps, it was literally like something for everybody. It had that story there, but you got the 
you got the this is awesome holy shit moments yeah i saw the steel step spot that was uh the think the big one that's made the rounds online definitely uh piqued my interest i'm gonna go back and watch it today um what do you think with 205 live how it's faring triple h didn't he acknowledge recently in a quote like oh you know i took him off monday night raw so to not overexpose them but at the same time i feel like the results been that people forget that 205 live is on now that it's not being exposed on the flagship show each week yeah, I, I, I certainly could see that argument. Uh, but at the same point, then I look back and say, you know, how much how much positive reaction was it was it really getting when it was when they were throwing a match True. or two in Raw? You know, I felt it 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 didn't do anything for the pace of the show. It didn't do. I, I don't think it was doing them any 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 benefits. So you know, I can get behind the let's just keep it as its own thing. Let's 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 you know. And look, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are. They don't make the numbers public. I mean, but I'm sure there's there's a there's a portion of the there's a there's a viewing audience out there out of the you know however many WWE Network subscribers that are into it, um, and hopefully things like this, that, that a match that has all kinds of clips like this, hopefully that is something that's going to continue to, to draw more people um, into it. I, I don't know what the end game is for them, because you know they when they when they teased at the very start of this calendar year doing a Cruiserweight live tour, didn't sell well. They tried to put uh, Matt and Bray Hart, Matt Hardy and, and Bray Wyatt on it, and, and you know they just they couldn't sell. So like you know I don't so they're not at a point yet where they have enough to do a live event. And I'm sure I'm sure they were going to try to change it. I'm sure they will, are going to continue to try to. You know, I mean, they just moved Enzo to it, and they've moved guys like Buddy Murphy. I'm sure as they add more guys who have familiarity, dare I say, they put somebody like a Finn <laughs> Balor or whatever there. But as they put more established names, they probably eventually will become able to become a uh, surviving touring brand. But until then, I don't know what the end game is because they're not being featured on pay per view really. Uh, maybe they get their own pay per views. I don't know their own, their own network specials. I'm not sure, but it's I'm not sure what the end game is. But I think they're doing good things ever since Triple H just kind of took the the, the reins of it. I would argue that right now what's probably helping them is they're not paying for travel to send the guys to Raw and SmackDown each week. They're just going to SmackDown so they could tape 205 Live after. And maybe having Vince not, you know, even made made aware of 205 Live each week actually helps it because when he's going to not cram his ideas into the show, which clearly he was doing with Enzo and Drew Gulak's gimmick and all the other stuff before, which I personally was a fan of, but I understand it was antithetical to what they're going for now with more pure wrestling action. Uh, but yeah, I think Vince out of sight, out of mind, probably the show is safer because it doesn't have his expectations on it as well. Yeah. Well, and it allows it to truly be a different show. You know, if it, again, yeah, to, to carry on your point, Vince is going to then make it, it's going to just seem like something that's just an offshoot of raw. Or it's going to have raw elements. The fact that, you know, what's, that's one of the big things is why NXT is so successful to the fans that it is, because it feels like something completely different. Uh, everything from the way they light the ring to the entrances, everything from, the, from you know, every, all of the little elements, big and small. Um, and, and so that's the same thing with Vince not having control of 205 Live uh, on, a, on a week-to-week basis. It allows 205 Live to be sculpted with its own identity, and I think that does help in the long run. Yes, as opposed to all w- other WWE product that is made in Vince McMahon's image. Um, some more details about Bray Wyatt's car accident. What have you heard about this? Uh, they're saying that he sustained multiple injuries now. Injuries, but he's also being, you know, putting some, some blame has been put on him. I don't think there's any charges, but they're, they're TMZ's reporting that, uh, that the police are saying that he was, um, what's the word? Was it, was it unattentive or, or, or he was distracted is, is what they're yeah. saying. Um, so I don't know what that means. That, I mean, they, they, obviously if he was, impaired like drugs or alcohol we probably would have heard some wording of that so that doesn't seem to be it so i don't know if he was texting while driving or but what he was doing to be distracted to cause a multi 
you know, multi-car crash, uh, an accident, but uh, it, it's really vague. You know what I mean? There's there's no charge. Again, I don't think there's any charges filed yet. So I don't. It's kind. Of, it's it's a very much much like Bray Wyatt's booking. It's a very vague, confusing situation. Yeah, seriously. Um, it'll be interesting what they're going to do. I mean, he's got the title match with Matt Hardy against the B team at Extreme Rules, so that's coming up in about ten days. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see more about his condition and uh, definitely if he's facing any charges as a result. I didn't see the thing about the distracted driving. That's interesting. Condition. Yeah, he was. Um, if you pull it up, yeah, they're saying that he was basically distracted. But they're, they're careless not... driving, three car crash. Yeah, but I but that they don't like they don't specify like what does that mean? Does that I mean again if it was if it was if he was under the influence of something then that's a whole then that, that then we probably would have heard something they probably would have heard DUI or things like that but there's no mention of that so you just assume that it's something like yeah, again texting or, or something that would take his eyes off the road yeah and that's what it's saying is that he rear-ended a car knocking the car in front of him into another car yeah so we'll see love his quote though you know I can't die <laughs> yeah that's like a very has a very um it's a very Hollywood esque quote. That's like the kind of quote we would have heard from like Charlie Sheen a few years ago. You know, I yeah, I will do this because I can't die. Well, it's also kind of kayfabe for him, right? You know. Oh please. Yada yada yada, sister Abigail. Y'all are blind. Look, if you're texting my driving got an accident, we can stop for the we can stop the, the storyline stuff for a minute and just tell us what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then the story will come out who he was texting. Oh god, god forbid if JoJo was on the car with him, then it's gonna be a Ooh. whole other. Yeah, whatever happened with that? That story was kind of hot for a minute, and then... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it conveniently got quiet. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I never told this story in the podcast. I think I told this to Raja off the air. But when I went to a live event around the time that happened, um, Bray was in a match against John Cena. I think it was in Fresno or something. And Bray kept coming back to where we were on the ramp because he was flirting with the security guard there and it was actually really kind of adorable to see bray wyatt like coming by making a little comment th- to her and then running back to the ring and uh i'll just say if you know he dated jojo before uh he definitely has a type i'll just put it that way very very similar look <laughs> um but it, it was charming it was one of my favorite wwe live event memories the security guard for the arena, not WWE security. No, guard. for the for the security guard for the arena. And what's funny is we were talking uh, to that woman. Was Jojo, no, the, was Jojo the ring announcer? Uh, not not for a house show, I don't think. Oh, okay. Uh, but we were talking to security guard, and uh, she was like, "Who's this guy?" Like she didn't follow wrestling at all. So we were like, "Well, his character he's he's like a cult leader, but he doesn't really have a cult at the moment." And uh, yeah, we were trying to like, explain Bray Wyatt to her because she was very confused. She's like, why couldn't this John Cena guy have flirted yeah, with me? Yeah, why isn't John Cena flirting with me? Why does a guy with the lantern and the, and, the, and the dreads have to do it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but no, uh, hope hope Bray is well. And uh, also, if not more important, I hope that no one else was injured in that uh, accident. Um, so yeah, man, that covers it. It's the 4th of July. Go out there and celebrate America's birthday. Justin, where can everyone find your stuff online? At Justin Labor, it's got everything. It's got my wrestling reality podcast. Of course, I am taking that podcast off this week, doing this one. Uh, Chair shot reality video clips um, and all of my other uh, words of wisdom. Awesome, man. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I appreciate a follow there. Live tweet along with WWE programming uh, most nights that it airs. And we will be back here Monday to talk about Monday Night Raw, the go-home show for Extreme Rules. So have a great fourth, everyone, and we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. America.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.